Hi, this is Dr. Bethany Tennant, naturopathic physician, certified nutrition specialist, with this new podcast launch called Healthy as a Habit. Welcome. Great. Well, I'm so excited for my next guest, my friend, the lifestylist, Brandon Gaston. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes, I'm really excited. This is definitely going to be a more, it's going to be a unique episode for most of my listeners since a lot of what I'm doing is talking to health practitioners, but I think this is a really important aspect of whole person health and I'm excited to kind of dive into this area with you. Absolutely. You know, I always say you look good, you feel good. So I guess that that will uh, fit right in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so for those that don't know Brandon Gaston, he's based here in Portland, Oregon. And can you tell us a little bit about how you introduce yourself and what you do? Because it's, at least in my knowing you, it's been evolving and changing and the services you're providing and the collaborations you're doing are, are continuing to grow. So yeah, no, it's funny where it's at now because where it is right now is where I intended it to go. However, I didn't really know the scope or how I would get it there. I had an idea. Hmm. But um, I, my company now is, I would, I would consider it, is lifestyle and executive branding um, or executive lifestyle branding. And, and so what I do is, is, is under that umbrella, I do image consulting or wardrobe branding for professionals and, and executives. I do um, lifestyle content creation for brands, and that can be anything from strategy, creative strategy, to creative direction for shoots, for like digital assets, all the way to executing, you know, content for them, whether it's a digital campaign um, or like promoting an event or whatnot, and then also training. I've done talks about wardrobe branding, executive branding, and so on. And so that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, that's so great. Yeah. It seems like yeah. a pretty niche market. Uh, just uh, a, yeah. a new way for businesses to leverage branding, I feel like. Absolutely. Well, you know, my thing is I feel like branding is, is across all touch points, right? Mm. So every every engagement, every touch point we have with potential clients and with, you know, existing clients is a way for you to brand yourself and either elevate your brand or detract from it. So my thing is hmm. how, do we, how do we become congruent? How do we become aware and intentional about what our brand is? And that starts with, a lot of times our wardrobe image, whether it's an online photo, a website, or obviously in person when you're meeting someone, or even more important, maybe sometimes when you don't have the opportunity to meet someone as far as dialogue, hmm. they're still going to notice you or have the opportunity to notice you if your brand is, is uh, catches their eye, I guess you could say. And so I've had that happen to me numerous times where people recognize me because of what I wore. Right. And then they're like, hey, you're that guy. And I'm like, yeah, I am that guy. And this is why you notice me, because this is what I do. Totally. So, Which makes me so remember yeah, think... the first time meeting up for just, oh, let's talk business, figure out, you know, our disciplines of sorts. And it's just like, what do I wear? <laughs> what am I supposed to wear? Yeah. <laughs> that's so, I know. That's so funny. Whenever I have meetings with someone, they're like, if they obviously they know me now or they know what I do, they're always like, I think that's the first question, right? They're always like you know, what do I wear? I'm meeting up with Brandon. And the funny thing about that is realistically, that's how what they should be thinking every day. Mm. Right. You know, I'm, I'm a safe person. I'm a friend <laughs> or a colleague. Right. I'm not going to judge. Right. I'm on your team. Um, mm -hmm. But, but yeah, exactly. But you know, every other day of the week when they're meeting potential prospects or clients, they should be asking that question. Mm. then. So, so Ooh. that's, that's the, that's the interesting caveat about that's that. Good. 
So I'm really curious. Can you tell, can you share a little bit of where did this all start? Obviously this is like, this is your passion. This is, you live it, you breathe it. And you're, this is your career, which is so cool to see someone be able to utilize that. Can you share like, where did this interest in clothing and branding and marketing and where did this all start? Oh man, I tell people all the time, you know, I started, I came out of the womb, I guess you could say <laughs> in the fashion, right? I've always, I've always loved it. I can't tell you where. I feel like a lot of times with artists or creative, you know, you, you're born that way. And then as you, you know, when, once you get older, you kind of like enhance it and refine it. But I mean, I love clothes in high school. I tell the story when I was in high school, I had my parents, I'm from Portland originally, drive me up to Seattle to go school clothes shopping because I wanted to look different than everyone else. Wow. So there was that seed of, of, you know, um, wanting to look different and also being in the fashion, you know, growing up with fashion. So I wouldn't best dress, you know, all the time. And hmm. then that kind of, that, that was something that was always in me. Interesting. You know, movies I was watching and inspired by or fashion or music or whatever, what, what, whatever it was, I've always been in the fashion. And then, um, at the time I, I couldn't draw. So I was like, okay, I can't do, I can't become a fashion designer. Hmm. So I'll still dress, but you know, that won't be my career. And then what happened was I was in another industry prior. I was doing credit card processing. And the, the long story short of it is in that industry, um, two things happened. How you it is, is through cold calling, which I hated with mm. a passion. And so I was like, I need to network. And one of the things within that industry, the reputation wasn't great. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to start meeting people face to face on an ongoing basis, and this is how I'm going to get clients. I want to start marketing myself hmm. um, accordingly. And I want to do that with my brand and I want to start dressing up. So I'm either going to wear a suit and tie or a blazer every day. So I start doing this and the business picks up. I'm, I'm networking. I, you know, through a couple years, I get on the board of directors within my chamber of commerce. Um, they have me launch the young entrepreneurs group within that chamber. And I'm coming into contact with more and more professionals and I'm noticing that their image is not congruent with what they're selling. Wow. And I'm like, hey, you know, I have this passion for fashion, if you mm. would, but I've been able to effectively brand myself and stand out. And maybe these people are just unaware <laughs> of the impact it's making to their business or their bottom line. So again, this business is going good, but I'm just like, I need to do something. I do a fashion show um, in November, the fall of 2014. There's November 2014. And I've never done a show before like that in my life. <laughs> I have a, a colleague that's helping me do it so i and have this is in downtown portland, portland or where this is actually in happy valley because mm. because i was at the chamber there was this this space that we did events at so they allowed me to do the cool. space and so i kind of leveraged my position the fact that i was on the board so i went to all the different chamber of commerce and I'm like hey i'm doing a show for professionals this is about image this is about branding it's going to be a networking event cool. um you guys should come so do this do the show. I mean, if you've ever done an event, you know anything that can go wrong will oh, go no. wrong. <laughs> and so literally, uh, I'm pulling out my hair. But <laughs> after the show, like a week later, people are like, oh, man, you know, I had a list and I just got up and spoke. And they're like, man, you know, I was taking notes about what you should have and how do you wardrobe. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm on to hmm. something. So uh, I make the decision to launch my company in 2015. And the original idea was to do another fashion show. But instead, I got connected through relationships to the Street of Dreams, who was now producing a fashion show. <laughs> and so they were like, hey, you know, would you help? I'm like, absolutely. So instead of, you know, utilizing my budget, 
they were going to pay nice. me. Brand alignment, going back to the branding thing again, who, who their audience was made perfect sense. And so literally August 15, I produced a Street of Dreams. Um, as I'm building relationships within that show, I meet the fashion director from Portland Monthly Magazine, and she tells me, you look like you'd be good on TV. And I, I'm, of course, like, absolutely, I'd be great on TV, right? So I uh, sent in uh, KTU, the producer at the time, a few different segment ideas. They put me on TV. So literally, I'm, I'm walking in the show August 15. I am on TV that month. Uh, giving advice on image and fashion. I'm on TV the day of the show and I haven't looked back ever That's since. so great. Yeah, I was going to kind of touch points on just, I wanted to hear more about the journey and that's, it's so great. I think part of, and for those of you that don't know Brandon, I feel like one thing is I, you're a confident person, right? I, I, I you know, every once in a while. <laughs> but what I think, and I've shared with you in the past, one thing and I've attended some of the events, whether it's um, Drab to Fab or Fashion Next, or yeah. and we've done a collaboration together as well. And I absolutely, I just so appreciate your ability to instill the confidence in your clients. And I think that's like the magic. <laughs> and that's like the beauty of seeing people come more alive, become confident to pursue careers and relationships or... Um, it's, it's amazing to see those kind of transformations. And I think, and I guess I also bring that up in the fact of um, how do you counter when this concept or perception of superficial when it comes to like clothing appearance and image and that sort of thing too. So maybe you can speak to that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the thing is, you know, for me, I tell people all the time, you know, I love fashion. Like I love it for what it is. I, I love the creation of it. I love the aesthetics. I'm a geek when it comes to clothing, but um, as it says in my LinkedIn profile, what I do is my job is I make people confident mm. and I get people, you know, to see themselves in a way that I see them and in a way for them to project that confidence, whether that be going after someone they want to date, whether that be going after a position, whether that be going a, a career move, whatever that is, you know, confidence is so important. And it's something we, I think, they, I think a lot of times fashion gets a bad rap, rap and people neglect it, mm. but because they understand the intricacies of it. They just by default say, oh, it's Spain is something silly. I don't need to worry about it. But yeah, we get dressed every day. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have this conversation with people all the time. Like there's always been a point at some point in your life, I feel that you either whether it was going to prom, whether it was your wedding day, whether it was a great haircut, whatever it was where you saw yourself and you're like, man, I look good. And the <laughs> fact of the matter is I, I joked earlier, but it's like when you see yourself and you feel like you're, you present the best version of yourself, you walk taller you have a, 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 a aura about yourself that you don't have on all the time. And I'm like, if you have to get dressed every day, you have the opportunity to set yourself up for success every day by being intentional about how you present yourself. Mm. So as much as it is for everyone else you come in contact with as well, that's like icing on the cake. It's the perspective and the perception they have of you because let's be honest, people judge you. We've been programmed to judge people. That's part of our defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. right? We see people and we say, okay, they're this, they're that. I'm familiar with this. I'm comfortable, whatever. And we do that subconsciously. So people are going to judge us regardless. We know this. And that's always been the case. And it, and it always will be the case, fortunately or unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So not only do you don't, not only do you have the ability to put yourself in a better position, how other people perceive you, but most importantly, you have the ability to feel good about yourself on a daily basis. And I feel like if someone has the utmost confidence in themselves every day, how, is that in, how can that impact their life? 
Mm-hmm. And for me, that is a tremendous way and a tremendous opportunity to be impactful in a positive way just by using something as simple as fashion. So yeah. I look at it way more than just being something silly, obviously, or something, you know, vain. I look at it like, no, this is impact and, and where you might, what you might do and what you might think you're capable of and what you might aspire to be because you have. Yeah, it can be an empowering tool to, to leverage rather than. Yeah, Absolutely. perspective on that. So I'm curious for you. So at this point, um, you know, you've been named, you've been a stylist of the year. You've been involved in a lot of things. Yeah. People know you on TV now, recognizable. And that was that way. How do you deal with the expectation of you like dressing on point? Do you, do you kind of love that? <laughs> Being able to rise to the occasion? Um, or do you feel like, is there like yeah. a pressure or expectation you know, of what you're going to look like or how you're going to be? I mean, it's funny. I mean, honestly, I think the easiest thing for me when it comes to that is, you know me, but for people that don't know me, like what you see is what you Mm -hmm. get. Everything I preach, that is me to the core. Like I said, I've loved clothes my entire Mm -hmm. life. So if I wasn't doing this, I would still be dressing in the same way. So for that, I mean, this is just me. It is what it is. So there is that aspect. However, there is a a certain level of expectation. Um, I make sure when I go out, I'm not in sweats. You know right. what I mean? And, and, and luckily for me too, because I am a stylist, because I am an admission consultant, I understand uh, what I need to do to, be, to look acceptable, right? I know how to add accessories here or a color, a color here that's going to draw someone's attention or whatever. So I know as you look at it like in a business term, talk about like the minimal, minimal viable product, mm. right? which is like mm-hmm. the lowest common denominator for you to, to see if something works. I know what that version is for me in fashion. So I know exactly what I need to do in order to be a look presentable for myself and not uh, take away from my brand. So, so yeah, for me, I mean, I have those days like anyone else, you know, I have, when I go to the gym, it's funny. I, I love the fact of going to the gym and working out and having a hoodie on and having it <laughs> over my head and just yeah. not caring at all. And I've embraced when I'm at home and sweats more so than I ever would have before. And I love it. Um, but when I'm out, I'm out. And again, I I feel like the biggest thing that I preach besides the confidence part is just congruency, right? Being congruent with what your brand is and being intentional. And I feel like I don't want to be the out of shape personal trainer, Mm -hmm. right? We've all all seen that person or whatever. And I'm just using that for an example. It's like, okay, you're a stylist. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should look like your stylist. And then, you know, fashion (laughs) is extremely subjective, but you should be able to glean something off of me that like, oh, he might be, he might know what he's talking about. So for me, I try to show up like that every day. Sure. And so you mentioned before, like you, you wanted to dress differently when you're in high school, you, you're kind of an outlier in that capacity. How do you balance being relatable while still standing Mm -hmm. out? You know, I, I struggled with that when I first started because I had, I wasn't aware of, especially being in Portland where we're a more casual environment. Mm -hmm. Um, I had, I had an instance that really kind of changed my perception and outlook on it. So I was, I would always hear, you know, Brandon, you look nice for you. And I used to wear these, you know, very bright. I was younger too, but these outlandish colors and I thought I looked good. It's not that I didn't like what I was wearing, but I had a client that I was going on TV with and he was like, Brandon. And after, after the experience, he was like, Hey, this, that was a great experience. You know, I'm happy you took me. Um, but before, before, because we were friends and colleagues, he felt comfortable enough to say, Hey, this is what I had. These are the drawbacks I had. A, I thought you were going to dress me how you dress yourself. 
B, I thought it was going to be expensive and I thought it was going to take all this time. And it was easy and I just made him, you know, dress for himself. And I tell people all the time, you know, I dress you for you, not for me. Again, fashion is very subjective. But having that conversation, I realized like, hey, I need to be tangible. I need to make it so that I look like a stylist but I don't look like I'm not obtainable or something that they can't relate to. So a lot of times I will base um, what I'm wearing depending on the environment and the engagement I'm involved in. So if I'm going to a fashion show, I'm going to show out a little bit more. Right? <laughs> I have a little bit more leeway sure. of taking a little bit further because, again, I'm a stylist. So I need to look a little bit different. I need to look a little bit more polished, whatever that looks like, depending on the environment. If I'm giving a presentation to a bunch of salespeople, then I'm going to, I'm going to reel in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now those are all still aspects of my style and aesthetic, but I'm just going to dress according to the environment and according to the occasion. Yep. So yeah, I try to make it so yeah. I'm stylish, but not, not too crazy. If that makes sense. <laughs> For sure. So um, I'm just one other question in the sense of just like, you've mentioned a lot of different aspects of what intrigues you, but I'm just curious, like what is, if there was like one thing that absolutely captivates you around clothing or textures or prints or confidence, what would you identify as like, what is it that that's so captivating to you? I feel like you can be anything you want to become and your Mm -hmm. outfit can help you become that person. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like the psychological impact is what I want to become today. And I can literally dress up as that person and feel like that. That to me is the most empowering aspect of, fashion i love it again i love mm-hmm. it to death but i mean the fact is i want to feel confident whether i'm using adjectives i want to feel professional or like an expert or or well-educated whatever that is or i want to feel like an app mm-hmm. you can identify yourself depending on your wardrobe but That's however awesome. you identify yourself um you can do that through fashion and the reverse is true as well and that's why i talk to people, people all the time a lot of times you know how you dress is 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 an example of how you see yourself internally right so i'm like again i I say intention all the time but it's like okay my actions can create emotions and or my emotions can create actions and if i do by default and just dress accordingly and just kind of you know it brings you down but if like hey i want to feel confident today i want to feel great today then i'm going to wear red i'm going to wear something (laughs) bright right i'm going to wear yellow and i'm going to have be colorful yeah and it's funny how what you wear can not only impact your attitude um, but I mean, it could totally change you. Like if you want to, I had, for an example, I went to, um, the, the opening game for the Blazers and Lakers this year. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was wearing, <laughs> it was an open game, you know, LeBron James was in town. I knew it was going to be a big game event sure. and I wore this leopard print jacket and I wouldn't wear this again to a presentation, but it was a game. It was a basketball game. And I ran to this gentleman and he was like, man, that looks good. You know, my wife's telling me I should dress like that. And I tell him, you know, sometimes my outfit directs my mood. And what I meant by that was what I was just saying. By me Mm -hmm. wearing that outfit, like I had to be on, I had to be engaging, I had to be confident. Because you cannot be confident (laughs) in a leopard print biker jacket to a game when there's 20,000 people, right? They're going to see you. They're going to say something. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just like it can change who you are. And it's so simple. That's cool. So kind of a, a fun little tangent then. So speaking of, of different types of prints, I'm just curious, your personal, like some of your top all-time like go-to either like prints or designs or things that you just have an affinity for. 
Oh man. Well, okay. So right now I'm feeling leopard prints. I've always had, I always have like prints though. I will say hmm. that, uh, prints spots. So I like prints. Um, for me, it's always the, the last 10%, which makes the biggest difference. So I'm a big, I'm a big accessories person, whether that's for okay. guys, I, you know, I dress, I dress males and females. So for guys, if it's a pocket square or a scarf for females, if it's, you know, you know, a, a purse or a clutch or, or, or jewelry, whatever. So adorning yourself with something, I love accessories. Um, I do love color. I love color. I, the color red is my favorite, although it's hard to wear red um, all the time, but you know, pop a bit <laughs> here and there. Um, okay. And then for me, I would say jackets. I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of jackets, whether that's, you know, um, bomber jackets, biker jackets, blazers. I feel that's that thing that elevates an outfit. You know, if you have on a t-shirt and jeans, it's just a t-shirt and jeans, right? But when you throw on mm-hmm. a jacket, it's like, man, you have a jacket. <laughs> you tried so hard. Like, you have on a jacket? Like, so for me, uh, jackets are a big deal. Oh, fun. So how about, um, let's talk, and this is not my world of expertise, but it's just fun to kind of like dance in it through your yeah. conversations with you. Dance so. is always fun, right? <laughs> So I'm curious about like the designers as well. Like what are, who are your go-to designers or what is maybe some resources that you're using to inform your own branding or when you're working with clients, like what are your kind of preferred? Yeah. So it, it, it really depends on what I'm shopping the client for. I mean, I love balancing high and low just like anyone else. Um, so, you know, I'm a fan of Zara. You can get great pieces from there. Um, my favorite brands, my favorite store of all time is probably Tom Ford. And it's because I have an affinity for his clothing as well as his branding as just a business person. Um, I love him. Uh, I do a lot of suits and blazers. I shop at Suit Supply quite often. It's a suit store for men. Um, for women and for actually men both, when I shop with clients, what usually happens is, and again, I live in Portland, um, <laughs> what typically happens is a lot of times what they have in store is limited, right? But mm. you can go into the stores and figure out what they have and the sizes that fit you. And I always preach fit, fabric, um, and silhouette. So as long mm. as you know your fit's right, your fabric's right, and it fits you correctly, you can get it tailored, it can look great. So a lot of times what I'll do is, especially as I'm creating someone's foundation for their wardrobe, is I'll take them to a local store like a J. Crew, like the Banana Republic that's everywhere, and we'll figure out the sizes that work for them, mm, and then I'll smart. order online. Because online, not only will they have sales every single week, but they'll have way more colors and options and prints and fabrics that they will never have in store. And so, oh, that's yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a tip. Don't tell anybody else, but that's <laughs> what I do um, all the time. And, and the other thing is to know, too, I'll give one other tip and that's it. Uh, usually online and in store, clothing drops are like Tuesdays and Fridays. I mean, that's when the new releases are out. And there's hmm. always sales like middle of the week. So if you time it right, you can always find stuff on sale. And now with online, it can get to you so fast. You know, there's free returns. So that's just a great resource and an option for shopping. Super smart. This is something we've we've touched a little bit on, but I'm kind of curious, you know, and speaking of designers, um, just sort of the idea of culture and diverse representation within the fashion industry. And just curious kind of your perspective on some of those collaborations. And I know you know more about it than I do as far as just yeah um, whether it's musicians and entertainers or with um off-white kind of blowing up right now and just I'm just curious what is your what is your narrative on that and do you think that's a good thing and what's 
I what's feel, your take on it all? I mean, I think it's amazing. I think, I think now you're at the position where you have culture, you have hip hop, you have artists, musicians that really have been at the forefront of culture anyway and push the needle forward. The difference is in the past, they wouldn't have the resources or the abilities or the collaborations of these big brands to really get their voice across, right? So you always hear about cultural appropriation, whereas they take something that they think is good and they can do it themselves. The people that mm. know culture, they actually have the ability to create it themselves. So how much further can they take it? So I think it's amazing. I was actually listening to an interview from Virgil from Off-White, who obviously is now the men's creative director of Louis Vuitton. And he was saying, you know, now he feels like after his first Louis Vuitton show, that that's like graduating, right? Because all the time before it was like, I'm not a designer, designers don't look like me, but now I have access hmm. to this. So now my narrative has changed, right? So it's no longer what I couldn't do. Well, not that he said that verbatim, but it's now like, what can I do now that I have this machine in Louis Vuitton? And the same thing wow, with yeah. uh, Jerry Lorenzo from Fear of God, who's, who has a new Nike collaboration with the shoe. He's like, hey, now I have a resource like Nike. Like, what can that be? What can it look like? So it's going to be very interesting the next, you know, hmm. two to three years and how that shapes and what other opportunities are there from even from, you know, people like Virgil to influencers that are doing small runs, shoes and things like that. I think it's going to be a, a good thing. Yeah, that's cool. So it's almost like breaking the ceiling for absolutely what kind of momentum the creative you know, creative minds can do now with, yeah, yeah. The, the platform and, and the machine that you mentioned as far as like Nike and yeah, no, it was, bigger designers. Yeah, no, it's going to be amazing to see what they do. And like I said, now that, like I said, just going back to people that, that are really redefining or defining culture now to have the hmm. ability to really impact it in such a, on such a larger scale. What does that look like hmm. as far as in the cycle of how things change, how quickly they change? So it will be interesting to sit, sit back and watch. That's great. Um, I know that you're also an, a really, you're a strategic entrepreneur. So you've talked about different networking and I know that you're an avid reader. Can you talk to maybe either some resources or how I know you've had mentors. Can you speak to a little bit of how that's influenced your journey? I mean, absolutely. The funny thing is when I was a kid, I, I knew at a very, at a very early age that I was going to be an entrepreneur, like, you know, junior high, middle school, this would date me. So um, because of that, I always thought I didn't need to go to college. Conversely, now that I'm older, it's not that, I mean, it depends on the person. College is a great opportunity depending on who you are and what direction you're going. But I'm such a big proponent of education. I read all the time. Hmm. Literally, I yeah. think one, of the year, one year, one of my goals was just to read a book a week. And it's because I'd read another book that the top CEOs read 50 <laughs> to 60 books a week, right? 50 to 60 books a year. So yeah. mm -hmm. for me, I think mentors are key. I think it's interesting when you get to the point where you can be, have a mentor and also have a mentee. You know what I mean? Because I feel yeah. like the best way to learn something sometimes is to teach it. And so, um, and also I just feel like karma, you know, pass it back. So I, I try to mm -hmm. try to not only hang around with other, other people that are younger than me, but also have mentors and just, you know, they have different perspectives. They have different views. They have, um, sometimes you're so close to it. It's good to get another expert's advice. Um, and a lot of times I have mentors that are in different industries because oh, that's cool. their background is going to be totally different than mine, but business is business. So how they see something, how they can hmm. apply it. I then try to inject that into to what I do. And I actually, I do very similar things with, with my business as well. When I'm reading books, I, I read a lot about like interior design or not just fashion or different business books because I'm like, okay, how do I take what they're doing in their industry and apply it 
to image consulting or applied into creative content um, because they have a different scope than I would have. So, yeah, I, like I, I, uh, I love I, I read it all the time. I just finished another book today. What did you finish? I finished uh, Sell It Like Sirhan, Ryan Sirhan from Million Dollar Listing New York. Ooh. Yeah, if I wasn't. If I, well, I, if I wasn't doing this, I, I, could, I would consider being a real estate agent. And so I love, that's one of the two show, shows I love. So <laughs> I've read him, I read his book now. I read Frederick's book from New York as well. So I'm just, a, yeah, I love that show. And then, of course, selling, everyone's a salesperson at some point or in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to, you know, brush up on your, on your sales skills. That's good stuff. So now that... Um... I also just want to touch base on like what's in the works for you. I know that you've been spending some time in Arizona and you have a lot of different like projects and such. Can you share either what you're, whatever you can share? Yeah. Yeah. Things that are in the works. I know there's always deals on the table, but um... there's always deals on the table. I mean, or that's the key. (laughs) Um, So right now uh, I'll share a couple of things. So obviously I'm trying to expand um, into Arizona and then ideally into LA. Um, I was actually just at an event up in Seattle um, for a magazine award show and so that was always an option too yeah. and so I have put some figures out there but Arizona for sure um, as far as projects again next year really focusing on branding opportunities with larger brands and so that's I'll, I won't people like hotels doing ongoing engaging content and creative for them car dealerships um, I'm talking with a uh, NBA franchise about doing content for them and so, so cool. uh, yeah, and just expanding, have more product offerings, continue to speak. Um, I have collaboration coming up with uh, beginning in January 2019 with Sotheby's. Cascade Sotheby's is a real estate agency, but of course, everyone's on Sotheby's worldwide. So I have that. And then, um, yeah, and I had the crazy idea. And, you, and this is the first time I'll say this publicly. Ooh. But Ooh. at some point in 2019, I'm going to do an exhibition similar to like art exhibition except for it will be uh of my business and, and content that i've created videos i've created and kind of like in gallery setup and i'm gonna have a party so the that's first awesome know. i look forward to an invitation yes yes <laughs> it'll be you know we're gonna have of course we're gonna have red carpet and people have to dress up <laughs> and we're gonna have uh, i'm gonna get a moderator and have a q a session but that is uh that's for sure gonna happen and then oh of course um, Drive to Fab, my makeover event show. I, I always call this like Biggest Loser meets What Not to Wear meets uh, you know Extreme Makeover. So I'm planning that again in May 2019. So cool. And, uh, yeah. Can we? I just want to interrupt you with that too. I want to say, I just I also want to ask you to kind of reflect on it too. Having attended that in the past, I think my favorite was that your mom participated. Can you speak to how what it was like working with your mom? She was yeah, glowing. Was... She's beautiful. I don't think she needed, a, you know, any sort of transformation, no, but it was just yeah. so cool to see her. No, it yeah. was funny. Um, yeah, you know, she, if you ask her, that's who I got it from, right? So if I'm the lifestylist, <laughs> she, she birthed the lifestylist. So she is the uh, original <laughs> lifestylist, if you would. But um, yeah, no, this was actually the second event I was able to do. I actually did a fashion show at Bridgeport. Um, brunch back in 20 oh man 17 now and at that time mm-hmm. I was able to select different models and I'm like hey I'm gonna have my mom do it so that was the Love first it. one but uh yeah no she's <laughs> definitely fashionable so she I, and she enjoys these events you know she's not full of me she likes going and she's like hanging out and she likes getting dressed up so 
whenever I can involve <laughs> family or whatever, mm-hmm. especially my mom, it's, it's a great opportunity. That's awesome. It's fun to now do that. And it's like, also for me, it's amazing for her to show her what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, firsthand. Totally. So that's, a, that's fun too. Very cool. Well, sorry to interrupt. Is there anything as far as things that are in the works or anything else you want to speak to so that exhibit that's big time okay so yeah love that yeah. vision for that takes that yeah no i won't give out too much but um i'm excited about that i'm excited for me again it's, it comes back to it's come back to what i'm passionate about but it's also again looking at new ways to market myself to brand myself um because i have so many different collaborations how i can leverage my different relationships and resources that's so awesome. I'm just really excited now. Like I'm a very, I like to think I'm a very creative person. And now I have so many different opportunities. I'm like, okay, I can actually, you know, make things thing happen and make things, things, make these things go at a much more rapid rate. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just going to um, keep my foot on the gas. All Love gas it. In <laughs> and uh, see what we can make happen. Very cool. So just, the last two things. So the punchline of this podcast, healthy as a habit, can you share something that you either do daily, weekly, monthly, a practice you have or anything that you incorporate um, on a consistent basis that you would say is, is improved quality of life or health in some way? I mean, well, obviously, again, going back to the <laughs> habit portion, I get dressed every day, right? So, mm-hmm. so every day I try to dress in a way that sets myself up for success, which obviously then that helps me psychologically and I feel good about myself. So that's a habit. It's great. Um, as far as health and fitness, I mean, I try to go to the gym. I try to, you know, one thing about what I do in, and I, I wear my clothes tailored and trim is I only have like a five or 10 pound leeway, right? <laughs> so I have, to, check. I have to stay in the gym. <laughs> Of nothing else to to to, to uh, be able to fit my clothes, so I definitely try to go to the gym as often as possible. I would say consistently five days a week, and I mm. I try to eat decent. That's another thing that I feel like is is a healthy habit that I try to do. You know, I Absolutely. do like my sweets, but uh, I don't try to overindulge too much. And luckily, I'm not a big drinker, so I'm at these events all the time. But I'm not a big drinker, so that's not really a an issue I have or something I would indulge in. So so yeah, Good stuff. working out, dressing up. Those are habits. That <laughs> Love it. Healthy, physically yeah. and mentally. And I think in some ways it's, this is encouraging and almost gives people permission to just, you know, dress up, add those accessories that you're talking about as a way of going, you know, dreaming bigger, going after things that are, you know, you're hoping to, and you're not quite there yet. So whether it's relationships or, or career wise or, um, so I, I love that advice. So um, just last, I just want to make sure if anyone, if there are any um, potential collaborations, people looking for, you know, hiring you to speak or get involved with their company, whether it's real estate or any other hotel industry, it's, it's cool to see how this can be so applicable and beneficial to every industry. Can you share a little bit where people can connect to you, where they can find you? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm on all all major platforms, right? So Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, it's The Lifestylist, and that's L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E-S-T. And then I'm on LinkedIn. I'm heavy on LinkedIn because of my audience. I work with a lot of professionals and corporate people. So just Brandon Gaston, and then my website, lifestylist.com. So yeah, you can find me. You can find what I'm doing, events I'm going to, clients I'm working with, collaborations content etc and obviously you can reach out to me via email or a direct message and more than happy to to answer any questions i can 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's an absolute pleasure having you speak on what you're passionate about, what you do really well. And again, just, it is something that's like a little bit outside of, it's definitely outside of my professional wheelhouse, but it's something that I've learned to appreciate in a different lens through my friendship with you. And um, it's been fun to see you grow and continue to be successful. And of course, having done a collaboration before, um, just just respect the integrity you have with the work that you're doing and, and how you're working with clients. So it's yeah. a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining today's episode. To connect more with me, check out my website, drbethanytenant.com, where you can figure out how to schedule with me as a patient. You can find out where I'll be speaking next or from the doctor's desk, learn more about what I'm cooking in the kitchen or articles that I'm reading. Feel free to reach out on social media at Dr. Bethany Tennant for, for Instagram or at Tennant Bethany on Twitter. Once again, thank you and remember to stay healthy as a habit. <laughs>